welcome to our pumpkin show. This is the Teaching Your Toddler show, and today's show is the pumpkin show. Where so we're going to talk a little bit about pumpkins, learn a little bit of trivia about them, and then have some fun with some activities about pumpkins. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Teaching Your Toddler show with Mary Jo Tinlin. Each show, we talk about fun activities to do with your little one, including a craft, a letter of the week, Spanish words, songs, games, and even a snack for each weekly theme. Here is your hostess, Mary Jo Tinlin. Hi, this is Mary Jo Tinlin. I am the host of Teaching Your Toddler, and today is our pumpkin show. I wanted to give you a little bit of background about pumpkins uh, as we go into this uh, holiday season. We've got autumn, Halloween, uh, as well as Thanksgiving. They kind of go for all of these things. Um, there's Here's a little bit of history about this. Pumpkins are believed to have originated here in North America. Seeds are related plants have been found in Mexico dating back to 7,000 to 5,500 BC. The references to pumpkins dates back many centuries. The name originated from the Greek word large melon, which is pepon. I don't know if I'm saying that right or not, but pepon was changed by the French to pompon. The English changed pompon to pompion. And then the American colonists changed pompion to pumpkin. Native American Indians used pumpkins as a staple in their diet. And then the pilgrims sort of picked up on that as well. The Native Americans would dry strips of pumpkin and weave them into mats, which is kind of interesting. And they also roasted strips of pumpkin uh, on the fire and ate them. The European settlers got here and saw this, and they decided that that looked like a good deal, too. So they sort of incorporated that into their diet as well. The uh, early settlers used them in a wide variety of recipes and stews and soups. And uh, the original pumpkin pies thought to have occurred when the colonists sliced off the pumpkin top, removed the seeds, and then filled it with milk, spices, and honey, if you can imagine that. Uh, this link is on the um, show notes page, so I hope you'll check that out. There's also some fun facts about pumpkins. So that the, a member of the Curcurbita family, which includes squash and cucumbers, interestingly, they're a fantastic uh, source of potassium and vitamin A. The flowers, I don't know if you've ever seen those in the pumpkin patch, but they are these beautiful yellow flowers and they are actually edible. The largest pumpkin pie ever made, according to this website that I found, was five feet in diameter, weighed over 350 pounds. It used 80 pounds of cooked pumpkin, 36 pounds of sugar, 12 dozen eggs, so that's 144 eggs, and took six hours to bake, which I'm sure it was still mushy in the middle if you guys have ever made pumpkin pie. In early colonial times, the pumpkins were used as an ingredient for the crust, not the filling, interestingly. And um, they used to say that pumpkins could help remove freckles and cure snake bites. And I'm hoping that nobody learned that the hard way that that may or may not be true, I guess. The largest pumpkin, according to this website I have from the History Channel, is 1,140 pounds. The Connecticut field variety is the traditional American pumpkin. Pumpkins are 90% water, kind of like us. 80% of the pumpkin supply is available in October, not surprising. But that also has to do with sort of the, the harvesting, I guess, and the timing of the way it grows all summer long. Native Americans uh, called the pumpkin 
escutum squash, and they use the seeds for medicine and food, which I love roasted pumpkin seeds. I don't know if you guys do, but I do. They are amazing and so good for you. Great snacks. All right, so let's jump into our activities for the week. The letter of the week is M for melon, since we've done P for some, something else. Uh, show your child a picture of an M, and a uh, lowercase M and then a capital M. Draw it on paper. Use their finger to draw it in like the sandbox or dirt or uh, anything that you're sort of, you know, working on. Um, you can use bathtub and refrigerator letters as well to show them this. The number of the week is five, which has to do with the song we're going to talk about in a second, but you show your child just five things at a time, five pumpkins, five fingers, show them their hand, and they can you can teach them how to count on their fingers up to five, one, two, three, four, five, and that sort of gets them used to the pattern, and it starts their brain working in a mathematical way. The song of the week is Five Little Pumpkins, which is super cute. The, um, the link I have there is not it's not the same as the traditional five little pumpkins sitting on a gate. This one actually teaches children about their emotions of each little pumpkin, which is kind of a cute way to sort of help them start to learn what, um, you know, happy and sad and scared and that kind of thing looks like. The story of the week is Cinderella. And the link that I put in the show notes is actually from an 1884 book that was only six pages long. And they make a note that uh, they kind of think it's funny that Disney made an entire movie out of the six page book. But um, it is very short. It's not super exciting. It's not the bright, colorful Disney kind of pictures. But I thought that uh, maybe you, you guys would have fun reading that to your child because uh, it is very, very short. The snack of the week is so cute. I found it um, on, a, on a website full of all kinds of other healthy snacks, so I hope you'll check those out. But it's called the Tangerine Pumpkins, and basically you you um, you can uh, you could use a cutie, I guess, too. But you you peel your tangerine or or your cutie orange, and um, use maybe a little bit of celery stock or something for the for the um, stem, and uh, it looks super super cute. But it's a great, very healthy snack. Um, and check that out on the in the show notes. The Spanish word of the week, pumpkin, is la calabaza, pie is el pastel, and seed is la semilla. The do-it-yourself activities pick out a pumpkin. Um, and, you know, if you are going to the pumpkin patch, let them pick out their own. You can also go to the grocery store. And if you don't feel like getting a giant pumpkin to carve, just let them grab one of those little gourds that looks like a pumpkin uh, because they're super cute. You can do all kinds of crafts with that. Um, and just like the craft we're going to talk about here is decorate your pumpkin. And again, you don't have to carve a pumpkin if you don't want to get all that goo in there. If your kid doesn't like to get messy, um, you can also decorate the outside of a pumpkin either with markers or glue and glitter and all kinds of stuff like that. You can still have a lot of fun without carving if that's not what you're into. Although we have a lot of fun doing that because we love the seeds. The yoga pose for the week is called plow and it looks really, really hard. It's sort of like doing a back somersault that you don't finish but it is a fantastic stretch for your back and for your shoulders. And your child, who will be probably more flexible than you, may uh, may only be able to go over a certain amount, but, uh, uh, but it's super cute. And again, like I said, it's very, very good to sort of stretch out your shoulders if you're like working on the computer a lot or holding babies. Uh, it will help you um, stretch your back. 
So try that one. Uh, the sign language of the week is, um, and check these out again. It's always hard to do sign language in a podcast. So I do hope that you will check out the videos that I've included in the show notes, but we've got pumpkin, orange, and seed as our signs. So uh, do check out those videos because they're always really fun to see how you say different things in sign language. By the way, if you if your child is sort of pre-verbal or just learning how to talk, it is really fun to set, to teach them sign language because it does help cut down on their frustration and levels and helps them communicate and makes them just feel empowered and better. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Uh, make sure you always give your little one a hug and say, I love you as much as you can. You just can never say that enough. So please uh, check out our podcast, subscribe if you'd like, send an email to subscribe at teachingyourtoddler.com or uh press iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can find the show. And also if you enjoy the show, please, please, please leave us a, a five-star rating so that uh, more people can find it. More moms can find fun things to do with their children uh, or dads or nannies or grandmas or whomever. Um, so again, I hope you like the show. I'm Mary Jo Tillman, and this has been the Teaching Your Toddler Show. Thanks and take care. Thank you for joining us for the Teaching Your Toddler Show with Mary Jo Tinlin. We hope you had some fun and you got some great ideas for the week. Please subscribe to the podcast, like us on Facebook, and visit the website for all the links we discussed at www.teachingyourtoddler.com. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler Show with Mary Jo Tinlin. Until next time, keep teaching. Keep teaching.